Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Coogan Cassius for iPhone TV. We are in Dubai. Uh, delighted to be joined by Chris Eubank Jr. How are you, mate? Good. Enjoying my time away from, uh, you know, busting masks in boxing gyms every day, cutting weight. It's nice to kind of get out of that, that cycle and just relax, not have to wake up and do anything for, you know, a couple of weeks. I'll be back in the gym soon, but for right now, just chilling out here in uh, the UAE family to rest. It's been uh, roughly 10 days, I think, since uh, your night in, uh, in Manchester. Uh, first of all, have you watched the fight back? How long did it take you to actually watch the fight back? I didn't watch it for a couple of days, actually. Um, I actually only watched the whole fight maybe a few days ago. I saw all the highlights and stuff, the actual fight I didn't watch. And... Um, yeah, listen, everything went to plan. Everything that I said that was going to happen, happened. Um, which was important because everything that I said was going to happen in the first fight didn't happen. It was, it was on its way to happening, but it didn't happen. Um, I had to, you know, I had to um, get the trust back from the fans. You know, I had to make sure that People still believe in me, you know, that I'm not just uh, a hype box. And that's what people said I was for the last, you know, six, seven months, you know, it was embarrassing because I said a lot in the build up to the first fight, didn't deliver. So, you know, people were skeptical about whether I still had it, whether I still wanted to fight whether I was still, you know, able to perform at the highest levels. I knew I wasn't. I knew I, knew I, was, I wasn't finished. I knew I wasn't, um, you know, too old or, you know, not hungry enough. But a lot of people doubted that, you know. I was, I was a huge underdog. 
uh, for this fight. You know, all the experts, uh, all the, you know, the, the boxing community, the fans, a lot of them, they just, they, they thought that it was going to be the same thing. Another Liam Smith stoppage. Um, so yeah, the, the last the last half of the year was was tough. You know, it was it wasn't it wasn't enjoyable going in and out of these gyms. And you know, you got guys looking at me like, oh, there he is. Yeah, you know, he talked all that up, but he's not really he's not about it anymore. He's lost it. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was embarrassing. It was. Uh, there were demons I had to fight, you know, seeing all these things online, you know, all of this stuff, you know, you, 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 these bad thoughts that creep into your mind. Oh, everyone's saying it. Maybe it's, uh, maybe Liam is a better fighter than me. Maybe, uh, maybe I should just pack it in. You know, you get that, that little devil on your shoulder whispering and you have to, you know, shut up. What am I, what am I talking about? I know what I am. I know what I've done, I know how I train, I know how much I've dedicated to this sport. We're gonna get this back, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna set the record straight, we're gonna stop this guy, and it's not gonna be a miracle. You know, I know what I'm supposed to do, we're gonna do it. I noticed during fight week, you didn't say too much, you didn't do a lot of interviews, was that done Tactically, strategically, or for just for yourself, because normally you do. Like I said, you're kind of centre of attention in whatever fight week you are. But I didn't notice this particular fight week. You didn't do too much talking. What can you say? I lost the first fight. So you can't, <laughs> you can't lose and then still come with that same that same source, that same, that same chat, you know, I wanted to, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the position you're in. Um, you know, I can't, I can't salt bay with the steak and I can't say, you know, 50%, I can't do any of that because the guy has a win over me now. Now I've just got to be a straight shooter. Now I've just got to you focus, no trash talk, no hype. Just get the job done. Um, it was actually, it was, it was nice. It was nice to not have to do all of that stuff. Even though I enjoy it, it was nice to just, uh, I just got focus on the fight. I'm not trying to sell the fight. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get in the guy's head. Um, I just got to go out there and, and execute the game plan and be, and be perfect and be professional and be what I know I am, which is a better fighter than him. Nobody else knows, but I know. When you hear, like, after Saturday, people um, using the narrative that Liam Smith underperformed on the night, um, but kind of almost giving you the backhanded compliment of, I'll take no credit away from Eubank, but I'm sure you would have heard that in, in certain uh, walks of the whole boxing media. Uh, not a lot, but I did. I, I heard a few people kind of push that narrative as well. What, what do you think about that? No, absolutely nothing. I, I expect it. It's happened my whole career. Oh, well, you know, he, you know, he got lucky. Oh, the guy wasn't at his best. Um, there's always 
there's always something to try and take away from the fact that I went out there and I did my job. Um, because they, you know, I, I'm the guy they love to hate. They can't give me full credit because then, you know, then I'm the good guy. They got to keep me. They got to. They got to have something to keep me being the bad guy, to being the fake, to being the the pretender, the charlatan. Um, they want me in that box. So what can we? What reason can we give to why he's still? You know, he's still not the guy. Um, and it's not a bad thing, because it you know it it keeps the uh, you know the, the people that want to keep. They want to stay on the hate train. That don't want to. That don't want to jump ship. It keeps them going, and it keeps the fans, you know, um, fighting for, you know, my side. Um, no publicity is bad publicity. If they want to say that he underperformed, uh, if they want to say that, you know, he wasn't at his best, and you know, the weight cut got to him. Um, listen, we all have to make weight. I didn't eat for two days before the fight. And, uh, you know, but I'm professional. You know, I, I didn't blow up in weight in between, in between fights. Um, or in between uh, fight camps, because obviously we had our first camp, then the fight got pushed back. Um, you know, I stayed in the gym, I stayed in shape. He says he may have not. Uh, that's on him. I was going to ask you, just touching it there regarding um, Liam's comments regarding that weight cut. Yeah, what were your thoughts on the comments he made in the post-fight press conference regarding his weight? We, we all have to cut weight. Um, we all have to go through it. You know, it's tough. It's horrible. It drains you. Um, you know, there were, yeah, the, you know, my legs were, when I got up onto the stage and, um, and we did the face-off and, you know, after the, after the weigh-in, my legs were tight. I could feel it in my legs, you know. That's part of, that's part of the boxing. That's part of making a fight. You have to do the weight. It's never fun. Um, but it's, you know, you can't use it as an excuse. You know, I mentioned that I cut weight a different way in the build-up um, to the first fight. So I did a, a salt bath. Um, but I didn't use that as an excuse to why I didn't win. You know, so it's, it's bad that he's trying to say, oh, well, I, you know, the weight, mean, you know, is the reason why I underperformed. I, I never said that that was the reason. I just said I did something I'd never done before. Um, no excuses, you know. I, I, I made it clear in that in after the first fight, there are no excuses. I give you your credit, you won the fight, but I'm still a better fighter than you and I'm gonna prove it. You know, and he gave me a lot of shit. Oh, you're 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 blaming the elbow, you're blaming the referee, you're blaming your, your weight. And I wasn't blaming any of that. You did elbow me, but it was my fault that I got caught with the elbow. So congratulations, I was impressed wasn't an excuse, you, you know, it's a fight. Uh, yes, the referee stopped the fight too early in my opinion, um, but again, that's not an excuse, it's just, it's just my opinion, but 
you know, the fight was still stopped, I still lost. Um, I gave him his credit. He doesn't seem to want to give me mine, but that's okay, I don't need credit from anybody. I got the win, that's good enough for me. So some of the comments that were picked up from yourself in, in your post-fight press conference, which gave credit to, to Liam Smith, saying that you know, he didn't quit, etc., in a kind of a time now which um, certain fighters get accused of not wanting to carry on, etc., etc. That's something you, you gave credit to Liam Smith because he stuck it out as much as he could. Absolutely. I respected that. His, towel didn't, uh, his team didn't throw in a towel, even though he was losing every round. Uh, you know, he stayed in there. Um, he took his beating like a man. Um, and a lot of fighters these days, these days, it seems they're not willing to do that. If the fight isn't going their way, if they get hurt, if there's, 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 a, there's a point where, like, oh, wow, you know, this isn't supposed to be happening, the game plan isn't working, all right, well, I'm done. Get me out of here, coach. Saunders did it. Uh, Dubois did it. Um, a lot of fighters have done it. The, a guy did it that same night on the show, uh, on, 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 the, on the undercard, uh, the white rhino quit in, 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 on his stool. Um, you know, and people get upset, oh, you shouldn't say that. And Listen, I'm a fighter, I can say what I want. I do it. I get in there and I, and, and I fight and I don't stop, you know. I take a shot, I get up, I'm buzzed and I keep walking forward. Let me keep going. Because I've shown that, because I've done that, I can talk on other guys. Um, the mentality I have, the mentality Liam had, that's what true fighters should have, you know, because, you know, we're making a lot of money here. Um, we owe it to the fans to give everything we've got. And more importantly than that, you owe it to, you owe it to yourself. You know, because when you're 50, 60, 70 years old and you're watching the replay of the fight, you've got to watch yourself looking up. Oh, I don't, I don't want to be here. I can't do it. And your son's got to watch it and your daughter's got to watch it. And you, your family know that that happened. And you've got to live with that until you die. Not me. Couldn't do it. We did, you'll remember this, I know you will. We, we did an interview about four or five years ago. I can't remember which fight it was. And you said to me in that interview that you said that you will never, ever quit in a fight. And I said to you, how can you definitely tell? You said, I know I will never quit in a fight. And you said, and now I'm saying it on camera to you, right, that I will never quit in a fight. And I'm saying it on purpose now because now I definitely won't quit in a fight. <laughs> you may, I don't no, know if you remember no, that I interview. Can't. I think I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, you got to, yeah. So back then I, I probably thought, you know what, I, let me say it publicly. So that when I do get clipped or buzzed and the referee's looking at me like, do you want to continue? I've got to think, hold on a second. I said to King Cassius five years ago that if I ever quit. <laughs> so yeah, you know, but it's just not in me. Some guys have it, some guys don't. I get it. Not everyone can be, not everyone can be hard. 
Not everyone can be really hard, you know? Some guys are just not built like that. Um, so it's fair enough, I understand. But the fans want to see guys who are willing to put it on the line, who are willing to to not give up. You know, and it's getting rarer and rarer these days. I remember watching these fights, you know, 10, 20 years ago, and um, you listen to the corners, and they're so much different to what they are now. You know, if a guy's getting beat up bad and hurt, the corners, you know, shouting at him, slapping him. You gotta do this, you know, do it for your kids, do it for, you know, we've worked so hard, you know, swearing at him, get out there, you know, you gotta take him out. And there's so much energy, you cannot give up. Now, you listen to the corners, are you okay? Can you, can you keep going? You know, I, come on, man, we, I, I need you, you know, it's just, it's embarrassing, some of the stuff you hear in these corners and some of the stuff these guys are doing when they get in, when they get in tough situations. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know what changed. Um, but yeah, you, you still have those old school mindsets sprinkled around the boxing community. Um, and those are the guys that the fans really appreciate and respect. There was a couple of like subplots going on to your, your fight with uh, Liam Smith. I just wanted to kind of address a couple of them. Um, a lot was talked about during the week of um, the VADA testing, etc. cetera. Uh, a question was asked to, to Ben Shalom about whether there was VADA testing. We understand that there wasn't VADA testing for your, for your fight. Can you make comment on that? We know you posted, I think, I can't remember exactly what day it was leading up to the fight that uh, your test from the UK had on the Thursday. But um, it's terrible because I was because I was cutting weight. I was dehydrated. The guy had to spend two hours in my bloody room waiting for me to be able to take a piss. So I don't know why they would you know pick those days instead of you know a week before. Or obviously I got tested immediately after I got out of the, out of the ring as you always do. But yeah, you know, to do it like on the Thursday when you're you're really in the weight cut, it's pretty it's pretty uh, it's pretty savage. Um, I got tested multiple times in Las Vegas during the camp. Um, you know, I even had a I had a sign on my uh, hotel apartment door addressed to to UCAD USADA or what um, saying. Uh, I can't hear you when you knock on the door because it's you have like a living room and then you have a separate bedroom. So call this number and it'll wake me up. Um, and that's what they did. They you know they would they would they would knock and then they would call the number and it will wake me up. Um, and I got tested about three times out there um, during the during the few months that I was out there. Um, I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, yeah, you know, the, we, I, we, I was tested. I, I can't. I don't know what Liam's situation was, but yeah. Obviously, that's in reference to um, the UCAD testing. Um, if we're to assume that there wasn't any, like the second layer of testing with VADA, um, the question is, should there be for such a high-profile fight as yourself and Liam Smith, pay-per-view, should there be UCAD testing as well as VADA testing? Um, should there be? Absolutely. I mean, there should be testing for, you know, even for the, you know, non-pay-per-view fights. I think there should be as much testing as possible. As a clean athlete who's been, you know, tested so much throughout over the years, who has an app where I have to tell these guys where I'm going to be each and every day and they can come and test me unannounced. Um, and I've, I've been in that program f- from day one. Um, yeah, there should be, absolutely be testing. Uh why there wasn't VADA testing, I don't know. Um, I know I'm a clean athlete, so I'm not gonna, you know, make sure there's testing because I, I'm 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 clean, and I was getting tested by UCAD. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess there should have been extra testing. Why there wasn't, I don't know. Um, right, just picking this back up. Um, just to finish it off on that, Chris, um, a lot of comments were also made about the point of actually being tested two days out from the actual fight night where the results don't come back um, in time. So uh, before, obviously, it does give people, you know, post-fight to know exactly if someone is uh, putting something in their system. But for the benefit of being tested two days out on fight week, um, God forbid, in a situation where something was happening, not just in your fight, but could that have been... Should testing be done within like that 24-hour cycle where if they have fouled, then a fight could be pulled at any given point. The 24-hour cycle? Well, look, for example, your testing for you did on the Thursday. Those results don't come back before the fight night, do they? They come back after. But should there be a case where testing like that is brought around for the results to come within a 24-hour? If, that, if that's possible, I don't know how long it takes to... to you know, to analyze, you know, a urine sample, or, or they don't, they don't do blood that close. Um, but yeah, that's what should happen. That's that's the responsible thing to do because you know, if someone tests positive, the fight still goes ahead. Mm. Um, you know, so I mean, really, yeah, it's if 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 you're not going to get the um, the result, then it's pointless. Don't why are you testing me on a Thursday when this is stupid? Test me the week before. You know, so you've got the so you've got the results the week of the fight. Um, I don't know what's I don't know what you know why they do what they do. You know, I'm not I'm not a part of that agency. I don't understand the rules. Um, there must be some reasoning behind it. I don't know. I just take the tests and pass them every time. Yeah, I think 
again, like I said, you, you always post pictures, or normally you do post pictures of, of when, or footage of when you uh, are being tested, and I think there was a lot of back and forth between the promoters that week, between Frank Warren, Eddie Hearn, and Ben Shalom, over testing procedures, and I think uh, that was one of the things that, that came up about why it was almost the point of a test two days out from the fight if the results are not going to come back. So it's just interesting to hear your take on it. Test as much as you can. Test at the correct times. Um, you know, that's one thing I will give Eddie credit for. You know, yeah, a lot of his fighters have, are failing tests, but he is testing them. You know, um, other promoters, you know, yeah, their their roster's probably cleaner, but it's probably because they haven't been tested as much. Um, so you got to respect Teddy on that, the fact that he's, you know, he's pushing the testing and it's it's not benefiting him. In, a, in actual fact, it's, you know, from the casual fan, it's making him look bad because his, fight, cause his fighters are failing more. But, you know, for boxing, what he's doing is... Um, is the right thing. Um, th there was a situation, which I, I don't know how much you want to talk about this situation or make comment on, but there was kind of a, a, a bit of a mad situation that occurred with your trainer uh, from the news reports. I mean, I don't know what you can actually tell us or if you even want to make comment on it, but I do need to ask you uh, about that situation with Bomac. Um... Yeah, it's it's something that I am still um, still learning about, still trying to understand. Uh, I can't really make too much comment on it right now because it's you know there's a lot of legal stuff going on. Um, but yeah, you know nothing is uh, nothing ever goes how you think it's gonna go when it when it when uh when you're looking at a, a Chris Eubank Jr. fight, there's always things that happen which are just uh, mind-blowing, unexpected. Um, yeah, you know, we've just got to try and make sure we we do every everything we can to uh, to help him. Have you had any conversation with him? Not directly, no. Okay. Yeah, no, I do appreciate there's a, a lot of legal uh, implications regarding this. So, but I just wanted to obviously ask you your comment because it was something that everyone was like, oh, "What's happened here?" kind of thing. So, um, straight after your fight, you've mentioned some names there, um, notably, obviously, Conor Ben, um, Kel Brook, and the name of Gennady Golovkin has come back into your. Uh, um, not calling out as such, but why, why Golovkin? I want to kind of go through those names, but why Golovkin now? It's not now. It's been for years. I've always wanted to fight him. I'm always. Oh, why, why now again? Then I suppose. Why not? You know, who who else is he's, who else is going to give him a bigger money fight aside from Kelala, which no one's going to watch, watch him pay uh, pay to watch him fight again. I'm the only name that the people really want him to see want to see him fight um, and I'm never gonna not want that fight um, so yeah Kolovkin is is a, it's a great name it's a great fight to have here in Britain 
he seems to only want to fight for he's only interested in the big money fights now um, I'm that Chris what do you make of um, Simon Jordan's comments on yourself when he was talking about what we're talking about now and you talking about Golovkin about Conor Ben about Kell Brook but none of those fights push you towards winning a world title I'm sure you've seen those comments that were picked up on over the last few days from Simon Jordan was questioning why you are targeting those fighters, where you should be targeting your path to a world title? Uh, I genuinely haven't seen what he said. He's he's he said so much about me that it's you know I don't I don't pay attention anymore. I hear it from other people, but I don't you know I don't I don't pay any mind. Um, some guys are just never happy. Some guys are just you know. They're, they're so, um, you know, they're so wrapped up in their own problems that they, you know, they try and project and put down everybody else. He seems like one of those types of guys. I kind of feel bad for him. Um, you know, the the names of the fighters that I that I put out after the after the win, they're huge fights. They're fights that the fans want to see. Um, so they're the fights that we're going to make. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. Uh, and when we come on to this, well, this ever-growing since however long, the last year, 18 months, talk of yourself and, and Connor Ben, I think Eddie Hearns has made some comments over the last few days saying that he wants that fight to happen in December. He's almost, I don't know what conversations he's had regarding with your team, but he's even putting out potential dates for, for early December of a potential fight with yourself and Conor Ben, what what can you tell us from your side about if those talks have taken place? Are they positive? He's saying that they are. Um, what can you tell us about that? There's definitely talks. Um, you know, there's been talks. There've been talks ever since the first fight fell through. Um, but talk is cheap. You know, um, the fact of the matter is, he is not in a position to be calling any shots um, you know he's waiting to be told if he can even fight in the UK there's a lot of there's a lot of grey areas in what he can and can't do so as of right now um, you know we, we're keeping our options open yes it's a fight I want yes it's a fight that will happen uh, but I can't give you a timeline um Nobody can. Uh, you know, this Would you like that to be your next fight? Uh, possibly, yes. It's, uh, it's a huge fight. It's a fight that has to happen. It doesn't have to happen next. Um, but it's one of them fights where um, I don't think it's going to get any bigger. It's, it's at a point now where it's like, all right, you guys need to figure out a way to do this because uh, the demand is too high. Um, again, there's a lot of legal stuff going on. There's a lot of politics. When, where, um, for how much. These are all things which are not easy to just get over the line in, in a short space of time. Um, so we'll see what happens. 
publicly said to the media afterwards that it, the fight doesn't go four rounds. And he said also, Connor, that he was unimpressed with your your win. This was something that he spoke to, to multiple people about afterwards. Um, yeah, uh, that yeah, it would he would end you in four rounds. Um, I'm sure you would have seen little snippets of this stuff on social media. End me in four rounds, yeah. I mean, this is the situation we're in now after this, uh, after the first Liam Smith fight. Um, people are now confident. Um, which actually isn't really a bad thing because it makes it, it makes it easier for fights to get made. Um, but again, I think uh, after my last performance, that confidence has probably withered away significantly. Um, he will say it hasn't. He will still. He will say, "Yeah, I can still think I can bang him out in four rounds or whatever he wants to say." But um, I don't believe he he truly believes that. And if he does, then we have uh, we have a madman on our hands, and that is uh, that's exciting. That's what people want to see. They want to see a madman get into that ring and try and uh, and shock the world. And that's that's what I believe it would be if he was to go in there and 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 beat me. Um, especially if he was to go in there and knock me out. I mean, you know, he's. Uh, He's got, I've said it before, he's got a lot of fire, he's got big balls, but I don't think he really knows what he's in for. He doesn't really understand what it feels like to be in there with a, you know, with a barbarian, like I said before, with a guy who's been through it, who's done it, and who is not finished, who is not too old, who is not... Um, who hasn't lost his hunger. It's a different, it's a different, it's a different experience, man. And the only way he's going to find out is when he finds out. Last one. Was your career on the line on Saturday? Is that harsh? Because uh, it sounds a bit harsh to me, but it's just, was it on the line? Did you look at it like that? I'm 34 years old in a week. So, I didn't want to say it leading up to the fight, but yes, if I lose again, if I get knocked out again, if I get stopped again, I didn't get knocked out, I got stopped. If I get stopped again, then I have to go home, sit down and think, should I be doing this anymore? Am I, uh, am I capable of being a fighter at the, an elite level? That is, that is what it was. Uh, I didn't say it out loud, but I knew that that was the case. Um, so that was my mindset going into this fight. It was do or die. Um, and that's why I did what I did in that fight. I didn't let up. I threw a crazy amount of punches. I proved that I have the stamina, the engine, which he said I didn't have anymore. Um, 
I proved that, you know, the old school Chris Eubank Jr. that people said that they missed and that was gone forever because of Roy Jones was still there. He was still active. He was just waiting for the right dancing partner. Okay, um, Chris, appreciate your time. Um, I do want to mention the, the viral video as well of um, yourself and uh, your nephew that went everywhere. Uh, it looked like an emotional moment for you, that as well. well yeah, I've been away from him for a, you know, a number of months. Um, you know, I think about him every day. I love that kid. He's, he is, he's my nephew, but he's my son, really, in my heart. Um, you know, you know, he sees me and he, he calls me daddy. And that is, um, you know, it's, it's sad, but it's also, uh, it's beautiful, you know? So yeah, I was, I was with him every day for the last seven, eight, nine days. You know, I took him bowling, I took him to uh, SeaWorld, I took him, I took him everywhere. Um, took him on trampolines, you know, and it's, you know, I don't actually enjoy any of that stuff. You know, I'm an adult. I don't want to be looking at flamingos and dolphins and I've done all that. But I'm just happy being with him and seeing his reactions to everything that's all new. So that makes it really fun for me. Um, yeah, I'm going to enjoy raising him. I'm going to enjoy being in his life and kind of taking that father figure for him. Um, yeah, Raheem is, Raheem's my guy. It was a, a, a beautiful clip that was that I'm glad you kind of shared it with, with everyone as well. Um, Chris, much appreciate your time. I do understand that you've probably got better things to do here in Dubai than spend half hour talking to me, but it's much appreciated. Always a pleasure. Kevin Cassius here with Chris Eubank Jr. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.